Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I'm on a journey to get better and I want to do it with you. And I'm not just focusing on physical health. I'm focusing on everything, emotional wellness, spirituality, finances, relationships, and so much more. Every week, it will be my personal goal to bring us, the world's leading healers, experts, and game changers to share groundbreaking secrets and tips to getting better in all areas of life. Getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when we can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menudos. Hello, hello, everybody. Happy Monday. Oh, it's Monday. Our quote of the day. Let go of who you think you need to be and just be who you actually are. That was anonymous. Anonymous. No one has claimed that <laughs> quote, Steph Sabra. I, maybe we should today. Yeah. Reclaim it. Maybe we should. I feel like we should reclaim Stephen Lemieux because he's not been present for a little while. Oh, no. What did I do? I I was was scared off by Patty. Every time I come in. Oh, yes. (laughs) I was terrified. You know what's funny? I'm glad you brought that up. Kevin said he listened to the episode. He didn't agree. I don't know what he didn't agree with because we didn't get any further, but maybe he got further with you. I am banned from six gyms in the Los Angeles area. (laughs) Uh, Apparently asking out four people a day is not what you're supposed to do at the gym uh yeah i don't know and also eight starbucks <laughs> eight starbucks dead i i would be miserable if well not if you came up and hit it i'm saying like if anybody <laughs> i was about to say that and i was like okay um if anybody hit on me at the gym first of all that's why i don't go to the gym because yeah. i don't want to deal with any of Same. that right it's, like like it's so awkward people staring at you and like hunting you like your piece of meat. It's so hard to like focus already on the fact that you have to go and work out, which is already like, oh, I got to go work out. Mm-hmm. But then to like, I don't know, for me, it's like to think about having to ask somebody out and like deal with like the possibility of rejection when you're already like trying to make yourself look better. And then for women, I just hear that literally every day they just dread anyone walking up to them. They just shove their headphones on. Tighter. Yes. Yeah. I mean here's the thing we dread it until the right person comes <laughs> so it's like the problem is if you're not really 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 the right person yeah. in that moment there needs to be a mega vibe to be a felt mega vibe. mega vibe yeah it's like when you're sitting on a plane and someone yes. comes and sits next to you you don't want to talk to anybody but if it's you know brad pitt yeah i would love to talk to you brad pitt you know or if it's you know someone who i'm super super into then yeah 
So it's it's very very tough to to judge. Yeah. But if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about our episode last Monday with Patty Stanger, the love relationship expert, and she went hard at Stephen. Told yeah. him he was a. Did she call you a pussy? She called me. Uh, <laughs> called me a girl for doing lightweights at the gym. And that was my interpretation at the end. Is that you were a pussy? I, I left feeling like a pussy. I was like, damn. <laughs> Patty has owned me, and now she's my dom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she basically called you out for not, um, oh my not God. being bold <laughs> with women and thinking too much. So but mean, listen, I if did... you take the good from what she said, I think it has already made an impression on you. Hey, I took some of the good of what she said. Mm-hmm. Um, I did meet somebody over the last week. Shut up! Yeah. So she was right? She wasn't right. I didn't ask them out on the gym or anything like but that. But you stopped thinking too much. Uh, No, it wasn't that advice that I took. I'm oh, still geez. thinking with my brain way more than my penis. I'm sorry. I, I still need to <laughs> send some blood flow down there, Maria. Oh, my God. Please don't get that descriptive. <laughs> um, and it's Monday morning. No, I used the phone, I used the phone call advice. Where I was like, hey, let's hop on the phone call. Oh. Yeah. And so this so, was somebody you met on an app? Yes. Okay. So we hopped on a phone call and we talked for like four and a half hours one night. Ooh. Yeah. And then we went out and we've found a way to hung, hang out uh, every day since. Yeah. What? It's just like there's a connection. It's cool. Wow. So Patty we'll gave we'll Stephen advice. Goes, though, he but... said that instead of like going out and doing all the work of like meeting somebody and then hating them and not wanting to be with them, do a phone call, a FaceTime, so that you can at least get everything out of the way, whether you really look like your app picture or whatever, all that aesthetic stuff, and and then see if there's a connection. I, we're, we have to email Patty Stanger today. And say, even though you, <laughs> even though you called me a pussy, you beat it up, beat him up. <laughs> you called him a pussy. Basically, your advice worked. Listen, somebody can give you, you know, ten pieces of advice. If one of them worked, yeah, there you go. So if you want love, go back and listen to last so week's episode. Weird. Pretend you're Steven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the thing with her advice. There was like great gems and then there was one thing you disagree with but that makes sense but the majority was she yeah. was just saying some she was speaking the truth a lot for the majority i know it's harsh sometimes to hear the truth and you know it's like you're not gonna always agree with everything no. everybody says so you just take the good that's it you take the good did you um, have a good valentine's with your boo I did. I did. We had a little uh, get together at the house. We initially were having um, a few of our neighbor couples come over. And, um, and then Kevin was like, well, I think some some of our staff is is not having plans. Can I invite some over? I'm like, sure. And so we had a little shindig at the house. We cooked. Um, My dad, Violetta and I, I made healthy nachos. My mom's oh, I love recipe. Those. It was actually cool because my mom remembered how to make her recipe. Oh, that's cool. Like her brain is in a good place cognitively right now. And so she Cooking's so important to your family. Yeah, like she's she just finished chemo a week ago, so she's still really lethargic. I just sent them to get another high dose vitamin C uh infusion and that will help her as well. But you no, know, I was like, Mom, come come over here. She was sitting on the couch. Come show me how to do this. I don't remember. And so she came over and she was telling me and um 
it was so cool to see her her brain working as well as it has and everybody who came over was like impressed at her um the difference between her now like before thanksgiving and now so that was cool it was nice seeing jesse with your mom it's yeah. they have like such a cool rapport yeah i was really surprised and and it was cool to see i always think it's so nice when someone you know you're at a party and you end up spending time with somebody like my mom who isn't necessarily maybe the best company for you at 20 something years old you know what i mean and so he spent a lot of time with her. That was really sweet. And also Costas's soup was a star. I oh took an God. entire salmon filet and dunked it in the soup. And you just, did? Oh, my God. I put salmon in the soup. It was so good. Everything was just like bomb. Yeah, it was, you know what? Really easy menu, right? You buy a bunch of salmon. You like put your spices on it or whatever. Some chopped salad and you're done. Then we added my dad's beef soup, which is just some vegetables in a pot. Oh, yeah. I heard the salmon was unreal. The salmon was unreal. Yeah. So good. I it was need unreal. that recipe. Um, and then everybody made cupcakes and cookies and such. I ate two cupcakes and then a cookie. And then I could. When you're on the go 24 7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're going to love it. And breathe all night. I've been eating like a cow, Maria. Just for, just for duty. Moo. moo. Where's the moo sound a effect, A real Steven? moo. Yeah, I, for the past two days. That does not sound like a cow. That sounds like a squirrel gnawing at your butt or something. <laughs> that makes me think about how you are the only human I've ever met on Earth who somehow summons squirrels to come play with you. I know. We should do a TikTok with that video. Yes. Yeah, we yeah. Should, that's a perfect one because people would be like, what the heck? I, I need know, to see so more of this. They're so cute. There's okay. another video that I did with my partner's rally where we were in the public garden and I go, guys, watch this. I sat on the, on the, the bench and I go, come here, little guy. And he pops up on the bench, gets on my lap. And they're like, what? How does this happen? I'm like, they're my friends. It's the weird. I've never seen it. I swear. I want to know how long squirrels live because I wonder yeah. if they're like elephants and I'm they remember look. me from 20 years ago when I used to hang with them in the public garden. Right? Because elephants can remember you up to, I think it's 20 years, something like that. Um, from when you meet them. In the meantime, as stuff gets the statistics. 15 Thank you for- to 18 years. Or, yeah, yeah, 15, 18. Well, maybe these were like long living, beat the statistics kind of squirrels. Yeah. In Los Angeles, some some reason I doubt it. Yeah. 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 No, this was in Boston. Oh, this is in Boston? Yes. Harsher conditions, too. Better drivers? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Meanwhile, thank you guys for joining us on Better Together. 
when you know better, you get better. We, uh, of course, are asking everyone to migrate over to our Patreon because we want to make this an ad-free space and we want to continue to build this community. We see you guys all jumping over and we're so grateful. Just go to the summary link and click on there and whatever you can afford, there's $5, $10. Um, it helps us uh, as well, of course, keep the show going and bringing you all this great content. But really, it's just if we can migrate over there, we can be ad free. Yeah. So we do do an extra show a, a week, which is awesome. We do an after show and we have more stuff coming too. So join us at Patreon. Stephen, do you have something you want to add to that? Uh, no, just that it's really fun. And we do the after <laughs> shows are really fun because we, we don't have to be as like strict about what we talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of like a deep dive of the topics. And then like the Patreon episodes are always cool because you have your friends on or it's like Kevin comes in and it's more of a hangout where we get to really like talk about like the things that have made us better that week. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's way more intimate. If, if that's, if that makes sense. Totally. Um, I actually have here, it looks like we have our Patreon Viome winner. So we were giving away, we got an extra Viome kit for free and we figured we would share it with you guys. So our Patreon Viome winner, because we chose, we chose from our Patreon subscribers is, where are the drum rolls? Where are the sound effects, Steven? Like, what are you doing that engineer booth anyway? Right, Scam? Oh my god. No. Oh my lord. No. Dead. <laughs> okay, our Patreon volume winner is Oh, yes. that's pretty good. There we go. I like that. Yes. Winter's coming, guys. Winter is here. You're going to poop in a box. You're going to poop in a box. <laughs> and you're going to know what your microbiome says. Scoop it, poop it, ship it. <laughs> poop it, scoop it. No, poop it, scoop it, ship it. See and it. then diet eat better (laughs) (laughs) and the winner of the patreon (laughs) biome is carolyn taylor thanks for being a subscriber thanks for being with us carolyn and we hope that your experience with the biome is as great as ours carolyn's one of the og patreons yes oh very cool patrons have you guys been keeping up? Did you get your results yet, Stephen? Not yet. Okay, Steph? No, I haven't either. Okay. We got to check in on that. Too bad for you guys. I know. Uh, that's I'm, probably why I <laughs> eat like a cow. I'm trying to keep up. No, I've been doing really well. I've been eating so clean and so well, and then I just go completely off the that's wall. That's what happened to me. I know. It's been tar- terrible. Yeah, I'm, I am a grade A <laughs> student just eating all my veggies mm-hmm. and really drinking water, lemon water, thanks yep. to your trees. And then this weekend, I don't know what happened. Must yeah. have been the V-Day hangover. Must have been the V-Day. <laughs> I will say that I've like been noticing what works for me and what doesn't work for me. Now that I've like cut out everything, uh-huh. as I like... <laughs> you just eat air? Now that I eat yeah. ice. <laughs> no, like now that I'm like building my personal food guide pyramid for myself, like I'm noticing like what makes me feel like crap the next day, what mm-hmm. doesn't make me feel like crap. Uh, I apparently do really well with fajita veggies and beef and chicken, and mm-hmm. that's like bomb for me. But the moment I eat like a you hamburger... You look like you come from the ancestors, the caveman ancestors, for sure. 
Thank you. Do I have huge <laughs> Cro Magnum eyebrows? No, can you Maria? imagine, like, if he just grew out his hair and he wore like the big woolly mammoth, like, oh coat. my god, mm. Sorry, just holding a turkey leg at all times. <laughs> it looks like him. He looks like them. I'm gonna turn off my uh, my auto translator. Yeah. If you could see Stephen right now, make sure they pop your face up on the YouTube so everyone sees you. Yeah. He looks like he could be a king. So bad. Um, so the, the diet thing is funny. Um, and I was thinking this morning, so I was like on the verge of getting sick again this week. And you know what I did? So I'm still tongue scraping, by the way. I don't Me know too. Guys, okay, good. Are you oil pulling? I am. I'm not, not every day, but I did it this week when I was sick because I was thinking I did it one day when I wasn't feeling well and I felt like it got everything out of my throat it like it literally does like pulls and so I think that's what saved me from getting sick I need to do that oil pulling but the tongue scraping is a game changer game changer when Sahara said you're not gonna you are gonna be grossed out that you weren't before Mm -hmm. I feel that yeah so Sahara (laughs) Rose was on our show before um many episodes ago and she gave us a new regimen an ayurvedic regimen that i still keep uh keep tight to me so today guys here's what we're going to talk about we're going to talk about how to get you back how to find the you that's buried deep 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 under all the other shit all the stuff that everybody told you you're supposed to be all the things that the world expects you to be all the things that you think you're supposed to be we're just going to go back and find you and it's funny that this episode comes up now because just this week, you know, in the mornings when I'm getting ready, I'm either listening to like Gabby Bernstein or Esther Hicks or this week I've been listening to Wayne Dyer. And Wayne Dyer was saying something to the effect of when we're born, we're born us, right? And then as parents, we go in and we start to mold this little person and, you know, our parents tell us what to be, how to be. You know, you got to be a good girl. You got to do this. Everybody says that, you know, it, they start to tell you what you're supposed to be from go and how to act and what you should wear and what you should be like. And you suddenly lose you from way then, like way back then. So it's funny. I said this to Kevin because because then he went on to say that we're not we're not supposed to do that. We're so they, they come through us. Kids come through us. Mm-hmm but we're supposed to allow them, which sounds scary and we would need m- more guidance, right? Yeah. Um, because my thought was always as parents, we're supposed to teach our kids, right? And part of that is telling them what to do and what not to do. But who really wants to be told what to do anyway? None of us. We usually rebel against it anyway at some point in life. And so I was telling Kevin this. He goes, Maria, I feel like at 52, I'm trying to find myself again and get back to me because that's exactly what happened to me. Everybody told me what to do. Everyone told me who I was supposed to be. And that's where I'm at now. And if I think about a lot of the people who are listening to this show, I think that's what this journey is. And this show is mostly about is obviously how to be better in all areas of our life, but how to reclaim us. And so it's interesting to know that um, as I'm having a deep conversation, everyone in the booth is laughing hysterically. What a distraction. I'm sorry. I looked to my left and her notes for the episode are calling Stephen a pussy at three minutes and 26. <laughs> <laughs> and descriptive penis talk at 420. 
And then it just goes right into 1640, how to be you and do when you're talking to be you. How not to be a pussy. Perfect. Okay, we were having a full-on moment in full here. Full-on moment. Yeah, you can't see them. And I'm like, what I'm are they like, laughing about I'm in there? I'm like, yes, preach, yes. <laughs> I'm going to get a curtain. I'm going to like close the curtain when I don't like what I see over there. Anyhow, Michelle Miche is um, in the leading forefront of meditation, mindfulness, spiritual awakening as it relates to consciousness. She's been practicing meditation and yoga for over 30 years. She's uh, been teaching advanced spiritual principles um, for over 20 years. She's going to teach us today how to get back to self because so many of us lose our joy and sense of authentic self throughout the years. And uh, it also happens to be the beginning of a retrograde, Steph tells me. So we are going to pick our brain about what that means because everyone's always talking about it they always blame a lot of things on the retrograde steven hates that and everyone's like oh it's a retrograde like buckle up i'm like what but what ha- what's happening yeah how's so it she working knows. yeah she knows she's an astrology expert yeah. as well yeah she, yeah she has such a wide range of skill sets and she's a personal coach too mm-hmm. so i remember um kevin wanted to work with her so without further ado let's chat Let's find ourselves. Here's Michelle Mache. Hey everyone, it's Kelsey. And Jeff, and we are here to tell you a bit about our partner, Anchor. We know that you're a fan of this podcast, and maybe you thought, hey, I want to make a podcast too. Well, we have great news for you guys. We want to tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast for a few reasons, but to start out, it's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Plus, you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Do it, you guys, and enjoy the show. Thank you for joining us, Michelle. Oh. So great to hear you. Um, Before we get into getting back to self, because that's going to be the bulk of our conversation, I have to get into retrograde first, because we were talking (laughs) about it while you were sitting here before Stephen was ready or any of us were ready to like start rolling. And now I'm like very interested. Okay. Well, first I got to say, don't panic. People always panic when there's a retrograde and they happen every three to four times a year. (laughs) And it's really a time to reset, renew. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past. But as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go to It first came into the house because of Kevin, he was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them reevaluate, slow down and and look at what's working or not working. It's not a time to initiate new things. But if you have something already, you know, in the works, 
it's great to work out the bugs on it. This one's in Pisces. I don't know if anybody knows anything about Pisces, but it's... I'm a Pisces, but I, I don't know much. Oh. <laughs> I think that's my rising. Oh, I think it is. I think you told me that. We yeah. can check the co-star. Okay, well, it's mystical, magical. It's ruled by Neptune, which also rules photography, um, video, film, things of magic. So it's, this is a time to look and see where's the magic in your life or is there enough magic and to get to the deeper meaning of things because Pisces, like most water signs, are, are about very deep. And of course, Pisces having to do with mysticism has to do with something that's just beyond ourselves. So it could be anything like getting up early, looking at the you know, sunrise, sunset, um, spending more time in contemplation or with nature, but really looking beyond just the material aspect of things and seeing how the you know mystery of life unfolds. Mm. It's funny, I was listening to Wayne Dyer just this morning and he was talking about um, the Tao, which I've never read oh, yeah. or anything. But I'm a student of that. Yeah, and that's what all of it is about. It's like removing things, things needing more and yeah. attaining more is the complete opposite of the direction we should be moving in. It should be about... You know, he was talking today about giving away the things that you love the most and the Ooh. power that comes from giving away, like, that bag that you love the most. And it's it's such a foreign concept for most, right? Because mm-hmm. you're you're thinking, oh, I, I want more things. Yeah. And it is about rel- relenting the ego and... And being more godlike. Like. Absolutely. It's interesting, too, because I find when you're really more consciously on a spiritual path and you're kind of feeling more gratitude, you do want and need less things. Mm-hmm. You know, you could still ha- like nice things, you know, and have great, you know, designer handbags and I'm in for all that. But the attachment isn't there. You don't mm-hmm. identify. And that's the difference, I feel like, in this whole awakening process is less identification. That if I have this thing this means this about me. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. If I have this much money in my bank account, you know, there's just so much that has been predicated in the past Mm -hmm. about what we have is who we are. And so that's what's really changing. Yeah. Well, it's like if I have that expensive bag of that expensive watch, people will look at me and think I'm important. Yeah. So it's surrendering that attachment, Mm -hmm. right? What can we expect? Are things supposed to go wrong? <laughs> can we expect well, that's things a to negative go wrong? way to look at it, Scam? Well, every time I'm like, I see people and they're like, it's a, it's a retrograde, man. Like, this is why my computer died. This is why I got in a car accident. Is that true or not? Yeah. Okay. Here's why. Mercury. <laughs> so it's the planet Mercury at, slows down so much that it seems like it's going backwards, and so it's the first time. Because Mercury rules the mind, how we think, and what we think. So think of like universal mind. It's the first time that the mind is slower than physicality or movement, which would be Mars. That's why things get mixed up. Because we're usually moving so quickly. This is why the retrograde in a way is good, because we don't realize how much our mind thrusts us into things. Mm -hmm. Because we think of thought. We're moving quickly. We're thinking this, we're thinking that. So you get tripped up more when Mercury is in retrograde because it's slowed down, the thinking process, the mind, anything that has to do with mental processing or any kind of processing, like computers, electrical, anything that makes things kind of work, unfortunately. (laughs) Wow. But it depends. It means 
not, I mean, because it's, it's more involved because it depends on where it is affecting you in your chart. Mm-hmm. Like, I rarely have computer issues. Not going, uh, when, yeah, not. when there's Mercury retrograde. Yeah. I'll have a, usually I have it a, a few days or a week before, but during the retrograde I don't, which is the shadow period. So we were in the shadow period the beginning of February. So I don't know if any of you had issues during that time. Wait, so has retrograde hit officially? It, okay, it's hit, but there's a shadow. There's a beginning two weeks before and okay. two weeks after. So it comes, comes on slowly. So it's like the pre-show. Yeah. <laughs> Super Bowl hasn't happened it, yet. It's the exactly. pre-show. Oh, that's a good way to describe it. And it is a pre-show, all right, because it can sometimes be worse than the actual retrograde. Oh, okay, gosh. so what does pre-show look like? What does the shadow look like? <laughs> it's You start having issues. You know, you start having sometimes miscommunications, um, issues with computers, and traffic. when did the shadow period start? February 1st. What day is it today? Yeah, <laughs> you're like 17th, so. the column, your diary. No, yeah. mine was doing, I, I feel great. Yeah. I feel like maybe the last two days or something, it's starting to get a wobbly. I forgot to meditate on Saturday, but that's because I slept most of the day. <laughs> um, and then yesterday, I was like, the day is going away and I haven't meditated yet. So I made my best friend meditate with me. It was amazing. Oh, that is oh, nice. nice. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like, you know, there's a little wobbliness. You can maybe tell happening. a little bit, yeah. There, there's, and I think instinctually people kind of want to slow down, but then you want to make things happen. Yes. Well, it's confusing. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I guess that's good to know. Yeah. So you have to follow your instinct. Like, okay, I can just take a beat. Yeah. You know, I don't have to push it right now. And how long does that last? Well, the retrograde will be till March. I think ninth or tenth. Okay. Depending, yeah. Where you are in the hemisphere, what part of the world? Great. So we'll be useless for about a month. <laughs> Is that what we're saying here? <laughs> That's not a really positive make way to look w- at make it, it But make it make it work for you. I mean, it's how do great. we make it? You're the coach. Yes. You tell us how to make Ooh, it work for okay. us. If you have projects go, or contracts, that's the time to go over contracts. Because remember, the mind is slowed down. So, so you'll catch stuff. Exactly. Mm. Reevaluate relationships, your life, your goals. Do I really need to do this or want to go in this direction? Mm-hmm. It's in Pisces, so mental health. Um, it's 12th house, 6th house, polarity, because Virgo is the opposite of Pisces. So fitness, health regime, mm-hmm. foods, diet. Mental health, meditation, you know, are you getting enough, like I said, mystical time? So it's a really self-inquiry time. But that's what I'm saying. If you work with it, it won't, it won't trip you up. Interesting. Yeah, it's, it's when you fight it. Exactly. It's just like anything, mm-hmm. right? You have to allow the universe to just happen. Yeah. Believe me, I have had people, clients of mine that have pushed, like they want to close on a house or they're looking at something and I'm like, oh, I would just wait. This is the one I know, and it's right smack in, in the retrograde. And they're just beginning the cycle. It's different if you've already been looking at a house and you've, you know... You identified it before. Exactly. And I can tell you so many times, most of the times, I think maybe once it didn't happen, they came back, either the, the house fell through or something they missed. One was a horrendous mold story oh, mm-hmm. gosh. because they pushed it through. During the retrograde, and I'm like, I just don't feel good about this house, and I would just wait, you know. And I think at the time it was Mercury and Capricorn, so that was even more on the material plane. So it just, it's like, it, it's a kind of check and balance. Okay. All right. Well, we know how to work with it yeah. now. Yes. Um, <laughs> and so, okay, I want to get on to the subject of getting back to self, because even, again, 
it's just random that I've been listening to Wayne Dyer this last week, but he was talking about how when we're born, we're our authentic self. And then slowly environment, parents, people start, start to tell us who we're supposed to be, what we're supposed to look like, what we're supposed to act like. And then you turn 50 or 40 or 30 and you're like, who the hell am I? Mm-hmm. I don't even know who I am. And so how do we find our authentic self now, whatever age we're at? Mm, good point. Ooh, I love that question. I always suggest to people to start noticing what you are really drawn to naturally, because part of what has to happen for people to heal and get empowered to then start living authentically is they have to reconnect to their feelings because usually over time their feelings have become deadened, mm-hmm. numbed to what they really want to do. So it's not just their it's not just their feelings, but it's also their sense of identifying what really gives me joy. You know, what do I really like doing? So until you can answer that, that that starts putting you back into, you know, your own energy, not only inner GPS, because I say we have an inner GPS. But think about it, global positioning, you have to have a position. You have to know where you're going. So sometimes we have to realign to our inner compass. And our inner compass leads us by joy, by fulfillment, by a sense of meaning and purpose, by love. You know, you see a cute little puppy or a baby or or something, and it just gets you. You just Mm -hmm. feel it. So kind of you can say in the old paradigm, we were taught to like for this, I always call it the rule book or the manual that doesn't work, but everybody got one. Mm-hmm. Do A and B and you'll get this. Do this and you'll be happy. This is the way to success. And so many people... I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Go follow that. And then it it ends up not working. And so then there's a lot of frustration. I also say if take time for yourself, spend time with yourself, meditate, spend time in nature, and also spend time with yourself reflecting back around four to eight. What did I naturally like doing? Where did I spend most of my time? What, What did I love doing? And some people tell me when I have them do, oh, I can't remember. I say, okay, just, just, just try it. Just, mm-hmm. just journal. <laughs> that was the first thing I said as you said it. Did I don't remember anything. <laughs> yeah, I, I usually, I but, generally don't, but then I did. I remembered. See? It was like animals and nature. See, and- yeah. So there'll be pieces of that. Even like what I, what I do, I, in fact, I was interviewed on something a few weeks ago and somebody asked this question. And I said, I've been doing the same thing that I was doing as a kid. 
And they said, how so? And I said, well, I used to put on plays, Mm -hmm. but they always had meaning, neighborhood plays and plays with my, um, my siblings but there always was a me. It was just like a big workshop. I didn't know it. Now I do all these workshops and retreats. But it is like this play. It's it's just putting this um, happening on so people can have this experience, this transcendent experience. So you will always see kernels of what it is that you love doing, whether it's for your career or mm-hmm. a vacation or just parts of your life that have meaning and purpose for you. So you really do have to spend the time to go back and, and decode, but also to kind of chip off the rust or the numbness mm-hmm. to what's really me and what do I really feel? You know, what do I really like? And then the judgment, working with the judgment on it also. Because sometimes we judge ourselves like, well, why do I want to do that? Or is that yeah. really important? Or where's that going to lead me? That That's all like brainwash chatter. Yeah, you just went through my second question. <laughs> so it's like the first was, I don't remember anything. And then the second was, Okay, but doesn't everybody think those same things when they're little? Like everybody wants to be a teacher when they're little Ooh. or everybody wants to like we used to play like cops and robbers or I would always be performing whether it was on my little toy organ. Nobody paid attention by the way. No one paid attention <laughs> to any of my stuff, right? So I'd be like at Christmas I'm like I'll play Silent Night. No one would listen. <laughs> I'm like, I know how to play this on the auto harp. No one gives a shit. <laughs> They're like, it's not Greek. We don't know. What, whatever. I used to force them to try to listen to me. I'm like, somebody, I want to perform for you. We need to reclaim oh, this moment. I'm going to recreate like a Christmas setting where you can just play on your yeah. Yeah, play Well, on no, the that's instrument. why Dancing with the Stars is amazing because they had to watch. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that was my recital. But oh. um, Maria, I used to do it with ballet. I'd uh-huh. make my brothers and his friends watch in the living room. And I'd do grand jetés throughout the, the whole living room, you know, and they would just sit there and, your sister's really good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I held them hostage. <laughs> so, okay, so if that's something that you remember, how do you translate that now into what you're saying? Or is that maybe... Like if you're writing the list of the pieces, maybe that's not a piece. Maybe it's just that you enjoy dancing, right? Or how do or you how perfor- do you reconcile all the things? Like I like I said, I I liked performing. I loved animals. I loved um, helping. I was always like a helper, um, and I loved producing and putting things together. So it's like, how do you put all that together? You look and, and what see, do you abandon? Yeah, the piece. It, what's the main thrust or goal behind it? What do you always come back to? Like I used to model, and I would be the one always people opening up or asking questions about being psychic because I was you know natural psychic, born psychic. So no matter what I did, these other elements came up. So mm-hmm. if I was going to do something performing and have a podcast or something, it would be on spirituality. That would be, bring me the you know the greatest yeah. joy. Because our, our purpose isn't not so much what we do, it's how we do it. Ooh. So, yes. So that's why it's important to isolate, like you're talking about these different elements and see how did you do it differently? You know, your intention, your motivation uh, for performing. Did you like heart connecting? Did you like teaching? Most people that call them soul rays will fall under, like some people it's about knowledge, maybe inventing something. They just get great joy in that. Mm -hmm. Some people are teachers. Some people are teachers and healers. They like to make somebody feel better. 
you know, I call it nursey energy. <laughs> yeah. Right? So you kind of look and see, well, where's the part that makes me feel really fulfilled? Some people, you know, it's funny because I have a lot of clients in the TV and film industry. And most of them that really love what they do, in the beginning, a lot of them will say, oh, I just like the laughs or I like to perform. Then when you start digging around, they go, well, you know, I like making people feel happy. Mm -hmm. Or I bring joy. You know, or I use my gifts and I go to the um, hospitals and work with in the pediatric, you know, uh, for the with the children. Pediatrics, yeah. Pediatrics, yeah. thank you. So that's the purpose. That's the but the mode can be different. So you you really have to not only isolate what it is, but what's the reason for you behind it. That's what's going to give you the greatest joy, because mm. it can't be just about everyone else. You're doing it for everyone else. There has to be a reason you like doing what you're doing. Yeah. So it can't just be I love performing to make everybody happy. Mm-mm. You have to find the reason that makes you happy too. Exactly. Huh. And that's what gets kind of <clears throat> circumvented with people. That's what gets missed is they think that it's this external thing to other people. They forget, okay, well, I'm in this too. And the more that I'm in it, the more fulfilled I'm going to be and feel, mm-hmm. the more abundant. And the, and the more actually what I want to do is going to happen. Yeah. So it is that it, looking at the pieces and putting it together. And also we're talking also lifestyle. So like you said, you know, pets and animals, that would also just say about your whole lifestyle. Because we have our, you know, mental, emotional, spiritual, material aspect of us. So it's all of us, all parts of us. So the more parts that we hit and are fulfilled in, the better we live our life and the more authentically Ooh. we live. I just thought of like a game, like a whack-a-mole or whatever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like you got to hit all of them to feel yeah. good, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like you can't just have two and then the, like you have like, I, I envision like you have like 30 buckets. If you're only filling two of them, man, you're like sinking. But if exactly. you're filling all of them, that's kind of cool. Exactly. That is. Yeah. You have to fill them all. It may not be even, whatever that is, you have to figure that out. Yeah, well, that's balance, right? You're not going to be even all the time, probably. No. Because that's trying to achieve perfection. But you know that they exist and you have to flower. It's like watering the flowers. Exactly. I feel like, Maria, you did this recently post-brain tumor. I think you've done a lot of this Mm -hmm. where you do your instruments. You have your pet, the pets and the organization Mm -hmm. surrounding pets and the charities and the family and the research and then a show like this. So you're filling all your cups, but I, how did you know that those were all your interests? Were you, have you always been doing that or for, I'm kind of asking for the people who forgot mm-hmm. people like me who don't remember the four to eight, <laughs> yeah. how would they reach back into what you did? Well, what I did was I, I was like, I want to do all the things that I never got to do before because mm-hmm. I was recovering and, working and I had time hours a day. Right. And so <clears throat> when your life is devoted to work and you have no hobbies and you also don't have time to see friends, you're like, okay, I'm throwing all this stuff back into my life. So I made sure I made time for friends and made time for family and flew home for Thanksgiving and did that stuff. And then was introduced to guitar and was like, okay, I'm, I've always wanted to learn an instrument. I'm going to play guitar. And I committed to that. And so um, it was putting the focus into those areas and knowing that it was going to be helpful to me in a number of ways. First, I mean, physically, it helps build new neuropathways, right? Mm -hmm. When you learn something, 
But um, and I was like, oh, I'm sure I needed a few of those after brain surgery. <laughs> and then um, and then also I knew it became meditative for me. Like when I went to guitar, I'd be in there for an hour, which I haven't been in like three weeks because of all my travels. But I go back tomorrow. And so um, it becomes meditative. So when I'm in there, I'm not checking my phone for that hour. I'm not doing anything but focusing on learning and playing. And music makes me happy. So, yeah. But let me ask you, did you have to do any kind of self-inquiry or reflection to get to this place? To get to the guitar? Or just to know, I, I want to do these other things. I know, I've been desperate for it for so long. Oh, you have? Okay. Yeah. You knew? Okay. Yeah. I had wanted to start dancing again. I had wanted to do all these things. I just I just couldn't fit in, into my schedule. And so... um it was the return to me, mm-hmm. right? So I was hiking and I was in nature and I was. As a first time mom of the baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Being more authentic to me because I became somebody who was type A because I was conditioned to look around and be like, well, those are the successful people, <clears throat> right? Mm-hmm. They're the, they're the ones crushing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then to win, you have to keep up this crazy pace. And I was being rewarded, right? Mm-hmm. I was crushing it in my career. And so, but I was dying inside because all of these other parts of me weren't watered or whacked or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. Right. And so um, I was desperate for it. And I think I got to see it in different times in my life. Like when I went to shoot One Tree Hill, that TV show, I remember moving to North Carolina for like six months. It started off with two episodes and they kept adding episodes. And I would commute to New York and do some of my work for my TV shows then from there. But when I got to be in North Carolina and just do one thing, because mm. acting wasn't my first thing. It was like my second and third. So I had to focus so much harder. I can host in my sleep, blindfolded, eyes, hands tied behind my back. But acting, it was like, okay, I have to put more focus into this. So I shut all the other noise out of my life. All the type A-ness went away, and I got just to focus on that one thing. That's when I was happiest. When mm. I shot Fantastic Four, and I was in Vancouver for a month, I shut everything down, and I just focused on that. I was the happiest ever. So multitasking was never anything that made me happy. It's just I got good at it and I was successful. And that was the pace I had to keep to continue to be successful. But it's not my natural state. And I don't know if it's anyone's natural state. Mm. And that's what I've been discovering since I've 
been healing. I am a much happier, calmer human with more stillness in my life and, and not trying to keep up and not trying to have to do a million things. Like if I want to go crush, trust me, I will go out and I can do anything Mm -hmm. and crush. But what more do I really want and need? Mm -hmm. That's the thing. So you knew already what brought you joy though. That's, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, I'd been doing some of the work at Tony Robbins seminars where he said, make a list of the things that make you happy that you can access at any moment. Because everyone can say, oh, I love going to Disneyland, but who's got a couple hundred dollars at every whim to go to Disneyland, (laughs) right? So I remember writing that list down and it was nature, animals, you know, the the beach, you know, taking a hike, you know, being with friends, all of those things would always make me happy. And so, yeah, I just incorporated more of that into my life. It's interesting how it's always, no matter who, the the more simple things. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that with your clients? You see that most often. I see it all the time. And do you think- even in high achievers, even in and and could be men too. Once you start kind of scaling back, it's always the simple, really simple things. Mm-hmm. That's why I had a vision when I was recovering of this like guy on a porch, like just like an old man on a rocking chair on a porch, like in Georgia, like a wraparound porch, big lot of land, and just. I kept seeing him and thinking like, I think he's the one who has it right. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. we're all psychos. <laughs> I think we're the ones who are cuckoo. And that's when we go to like Europe and, and they look at us Americans and we're like, we need it to go. And we're frazzled yeah. and we're in a rush. They're like, you psychos. Now, do they have the same, you know, economies as us and, you know, the same riches that our country has? No, of course, because when you don't work as hard you don't get those rewards, but they do have a better life in a sense. And so that man on the rocking porch has been somebody I've like followed in my head. And I've, I've just said to myself, I'm like, okay, we have one life. It's quite short and we really don't know when it's up. So are we going to spend it being psycho Mm -hmm. rushing and needing all of this, getting ourselves sick for what? to look like we have it together to all these other people, to be able to buy better handbags, to be able to have a bigger house. Like, what was it all for? Like, I almost got rid of everything. I almost got rid of this house. I wanted to get rid of everything. I wanted a little, simple, teeny house. I wanted a simple life. And my husband wouldn't let me do it. But (laughs) (laughs) I don't think he was quite there yet. He wasn't in the fruity train. But um, but I see the value in what a Wayne Dyer is saying and the Tao, which I don't even know anything about the Tao, but from what he was saying is like less is more and simplicity is, is really the win. Mm-hmm. The Tao is following the way. The I Ching is the book of the Tao means the easy. So the easy way it's fo- flow. Is it the Buddhist that follow the Tao? It's Taoism. There's a great book uh, by Carol K. Anthony called um, A Guide to the I Ching mm-hmm. that gets into that. But Taoism or the Tao is really learning how to read energy and mm. following the energy of when to, you know, when to yield, when to move forward. It's pretty Interesting. Powerful. It's pretty powerful. We have to study that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, because her book is good. That's the other yeah, thing just that wrote gets it down. <laughs> that's the other thing that gets complicated in life, right? Is like when do you allow like okay, mm. so the art of allowing, right? Like when I'm really fully in allowing mode, stuff just happens and it's amazing because you don't have to work for it. Exactly. It just comes. But you can't live like that all the time. That's not practical. <laughs> I know that doesn't make sense but um but like a steph who's young and just starting in her career i can't tell her oh just steph just be fruity and allow and everything will come to you like she's got to work her ass off right i think there's balance how do you do this how do we reconcile everything i've learned but i already built my career with the the young people who are coming up who want to uh, want to implement stuff like this so they don't end up with a brain tumor like me but then still achieve still achieve I think I did that growing up and then through college and modeling and acting and all that. It's, it's not one or the other. I think the wisdom is knowing when, cause you have to set up, but that's the ego. You have to put things in order. You have to study, you have to, you know, push. There's certain times you have to do that. But if you keep doing that, if we're going to use like law of attraction, you become too electrical and you actually pull thing, push things away. Mm. So we draw mm-hmm. in, in the space. So also, if I'm too magnetic and don't do anything, there's not enough electricity also to draw in. Interesting. I've never heard anybody say that. Yeah. You need, you need both. There's a balance, Electro, electrical magnetic balance. But the wisdom is in knowing when, when and how. See, that's, the, that's what most people don't get. They just like, oh, let's go with the flow, just let things happen or draw it to me. But you have to set things up or you have to be here at the right time. You know, I could be sitting at home just allowing and going, God, it'd be great to talk about this with Maria and Steph <laughs> just in my room and I'm allowing, yeah. <laughs> but I had to get over here, you know? So it's, so you have to balance. walk some of it out. Yes. Right. Like, and this you is... have to map some of it out too mentally. It all starts like to... your desires, like giving voice to your desires, which I've been doing every day after I manif- after I meditate, I read my list of things I want to manifest. Like I desire this, I desire that. And then I think of it already happening and I feel the feelings of it already happening. Perfect. And so that's from my Esther Hicks that's posi- yeah. classes. Because the um, emotions, energy and motion are the carrier wave. We don't get things done or in life unless there's enough emotional energy, which is desire and passion. Mm-hmm. But so, desire without feeling the absence or the, the void of it, without being like, oh, I don't have this, I need this, or it's more like, I would love this. Yeah, more the, yeah, not so much the absence, but the feeling of having it. Yeah. Is what, it, is what draws it to us because our body then starts, and there's a biochemical component, starts feeling already that we do have it. Mm-hmm. And then you attract it. Exactly. Yeah. It's easier. It's like, you know, people talk about it with jobs or relationships. When you have one, it's easier to, you know, get another one. So when you're feeling that energy, you're, you're feeling it. So it's emanating from you. And then that means whatever is similar enough has enough resonance, then you will draw back to you. Mm-hmm. So it's really what people a lot of think is the thought. It's really the feeling. The feeling is really because that's, that's um, more the tone. That's the frequency. The thought is later, mm-hmm. but that's why, you know, people that feel joyful, you tend to attract joyful experiences. So the more you can feel like what you want to feel or what, or what you ascribe, you're going to 
if you draw something in, then I'm, that means I'm going to feel this certain way. If you can feel that way most of the time, you will have a better chance of drawing that in. Even if you're down or you're depressed, I work with people with depression and I'll say, okay, be depressed, you know, do what you have to do, be, you know, honor yourself how you're feeling, but I want you at least, you know, a minute a day or three minutes a day and then work your way up to imagining what it would feel like to have this situation that you want or this relationship. And once they start doing that, I mean, a lot of people start attracting already right from there, but they start feeling better about themselves Mm -hmm. and then they start feeling hopeful. Yeah. Because then I'll say, well, the feeling is, where did that feeling come from? And they're like, I don't know. And I go, no, where did it come from? Well, it's in I feel it. It's in me. And I'm like, yeah, if the feeling is in you, then it's a possibility to have that situation because the feeling is in you. It's not Mm -hmm. outside you. Yeah. It wouldn't have come to you if you weren't capable of doing. How would being your authentic self feel? Because I feel like some people have lost so much sight of what it, it means to be them. What is there a way that it should feel like? Yeah, this is this is me. This is how I should feel. Mm. Familiar, comfortable, yet a little in awe, a little unexpected, a little a little awe, like. Oh. That's how I am, or that's what I like. Because the thing is, the more authentically you live, the more you connect to your soul, there's some surprises because parts of you that you didn't even know that you had start coming through. Or maybe you take chances in something. So it's, it's kind of like having this really good friend that's you. Interesting. Much yeah. more compassion, self-love, self-compassion, self-nurturing. No matter what you've gone through in your life, you know, or how, you know, heinous of something that happened to you or whatever tragedy or whatever you've done, you'll be able to see, well, this happened because of this or because of that, but I'm still amazing. I still got it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So we're getting back to our authentic self. We're going to make a list of what we loved and what made us feel good between the ages of four to eight. Mm-hmm. And then from there... What, you're going to analyze it and say, what is missing from my current life? Well, how to bring that in. buckets? Well, too, and another thing, too, that's really important in present time with that. So that's kind of going back, doing a little self-inquiry, a little mm-hmm. reverie. But also start noticing, which I call this name it, claim it, in real time, what do you like? What do you genuinely like and are drawn to? That, and that doesn't have to be what other people like. In fact, I always suggest to people, don't, t- don't, unless, don't tell people you're doing this, you know, unless they're really on board. Don't share it because you want it to be very authentic to you. Mm-hmm. So you're d- walking down the street. It could be a clothes or something. What do you like about that? Oh, I'm really drawn to this. Or I like this kind of how, oh, why? Okay, I like that. Because once we start naming what it is, we start identifying it in our mind. Oh, this... It's like style. Yeah. Oh, that's like me. You know, I'm boho chic. You know, that's whatever. Do you see what I'm saying? So name it and claim it. So that starts, again, that starts reorientating. Because what we need to do is recenter people back into their true self. Yeah. So that starts putting you back in that center point. So then along with that, you would do looking back between four and eight. As, as far back as you can look, if you can only start like teenage year, 20s or teenage years, 
that's fine. But try to get back to that four to eight period. You know, and if it's like just, oh, I just love to color. I was just a, a great artist. Oh, yeah. I used to love drawing. Did you? Okay. But what did you like about that? See? Oh, my God. I forgot. (laughs) I used to hand by hand, by eye, draw like the Simpsons, and I would make them look perfect. Really? Yeah. I was really good at it. You should doodle. I should doodle. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So something for you, again, the I think it's like a lot of artistic stuff that I didn't, um, my parents were, you know, always working and didn't have the money to send me to any of like the classes that like all the little girls went to dance classes and stuff like that. So I feel like I missed that stuff, Mm -hmm. but I think I was pretty artistic and that was shut down because I had to become like more producing. Yes. I had to translate for my family. I had to handle bills. I had to be the doer Mm. in the house to help everybody. And I couldn't just be free to be like a free spirit. Yeah. Like I started walking at eight months. I was like, get me out of here. I want to, I want to do shit. I wanted to go. Mm. Um, and I think that's what that is. That just reminded me. Yeah. That's actually a good question though, because what about the kids who didn't, they had to grow up really early, like the mm-hmm. Maria's, they didn't have the childhood and access to arts and crafts and free time and good memories. What would they do? Same thing. It's still there. Okay. You know, whether it's um, staring at the ceiling and checking out or riding their bike somewhere or, you know, going playing at a park, there's something there. Now, remember, because it's about these different parts. So part of your authentic self isn't just going to be about what you do for work or avocation or career. Your hobbies. The whole lifestyle. Yeah. Living authentically is about lifestyle. So for some people, it may be that this is just their balancing point. You know, like I have a client that loves finance, is a whiz and all that, that also plays the cello and has no desire to play the, you know, the cello professionally. But that's his balancing Mm -hmm. point. Yeah, it's not like I'm going to go be a professional artist right now or a professional singer or anything like that. It's just if it brings you joy, you add that to your plate. Yes, exactly. What can you add? I love that. What can you add? You know, it's like all these little hors d'oeuvres. What can you add to make your life more meaningful, purposeful, more fulfilling. Yeah, and how great for somebody who has a mundane job that they have fallen into for one reason or another and they don't know how to get out of it and probably don't have the strength or courage to get out of it, which I get. How great is it to teach them to find those things to add to their plate that will give them a little more happiness, a little more balance so that they can get through that nine to five. Exactly. And feel good. Because a lot of them are told, oh, you don't need to do that. You know, or you're in finance. That's not going to make you money. Yeah. Or you're in finance. Why do you want to play cello? Or why do you want to go take cello lessons? What, you know, how does that fit in? That's another thing. If you're living authentically, it's, it's very paradoxical. It's, it's, you're going to want to do things that don't seem to go together, like the financial person that's, you know, playing the cello. Mm-hmm. Or another client of mine is into astrology and also another finance person. But she uses her finance um, in astrology. She puts them together. She'll look at charts. To um, see when it's good to make a move or like financially it's smart. Yeah. yeah. But she she's blended the two. Mm-hmm. You know, at one point she thought she had to give up the finance because she loved astrology. Yeah. And I'm like, I really don't see you 
being an astrologer, you know, just only an astrologer. But that's why you're a great coach. That's what Kevin's like, too, as a coach. He'll say, how do we bring in what you love into what you're doing? Like, how do we make them both work? Yeah. So that's the key, too. So I would say to people, don't try to like make a decision that has to be A or B, Mm -hmm. that it's both. How can you bring this all together and put it on the plate? How can I make my life more enriched, Mm -hmm. more enhanced? This isn't like really about giving things up. It's about kind of being open to adding to whatever you want to, you know, whatever you want to do, whatever you need, you know, and you might do some things and then just drop it and that's got to be okay. You know, it just might be something you visit for a little bit or revisit and just realize, okay, that was fun or interesting. Yeah. Like I'm going to drop guitar at some point and go to piano. So I decided Ah. that I'm going to finish out the course. I have like two more levels till I finish out the course. And then I'm going to switch to piano because I really always dreamed of playing piano. Yeah. You've talked about it. That was always my first instrument. It's just, I was introduced to guitar in my recovery and I was good at it. And I was like, okay, let's try it. So lucky so, to play an instrument. Yeah, I love it. I love it so much. Um, so this is really good tangible advice for people. I think um, it's it's hard to know how to find yourself because I know that for me, and I don't know if it's my signs or whatever, you know, my Gemini, I can mold myself for anybody. I can, I can like what you like really easily so that you're happy and I'm happy too. Like mm-hmm. whoever it is, like if I start hanging out with Stephanie, I can, I can mold myself to Stephanie. I can mold myself to you. I can mold myself to anybody. Right. Where I was talking about this with Ashley, who is just starting to date. <clears throat> Ashley used to be a producer on the show. Actually, you remember Ashley probably too. And she just started dating and she's like, it's so hard. I don't want to get serious with anybody because I know I can make anybody work in my life. Mm. Because I can mold myself. And I know that that sounds probably strange to some people, but I just, I don't know. I think for survival, I had to do that a lot. So I've found myself liking certain music because somebody I like likes that kind of music. So then having to take that away and decipher, what do you really like? Yeah. There, Then you get confused. Mm-hmm. But you can have both because I'm that way as well. Especially if you're what they call mutable sign, you can... What's a mutable sign? Mutable sign is not not fixed. It's mutable. It can go one way or another, you know. Which signs are mutable? Is a Gemini mutable? <laughs> I, no, but but Gemini, you know, it, the twins. And Gemini likes a lot of um, experience and opportunity mm-hmm. and likes to dabble, likes to rule by, you know, yes. Mercury, likes to try different things. So that's going to be natural. And for some people, it gives joy. I remember going once on a trip with some an ex-boyfriend and he was very fixed about what he wanted, Capricorn, very fixed about <laughs> what he wanted and this and that. And he's like, you're so easy. Go. And I told him, I said, yeah, you know why? I go, because I know what I'm, I like in my head. I said, that's no fun. I already know what I would choose on the trip to go do. So why do I want to always do what I want to do? Yeah. Try new things. Yeah, try new things. I go, that gives me a lot of joy. I'd be like, oh, well, I would never think of, okay, we'll go. He's like, oh, I'm not like that. I go, I know. And I go, that's fine. <laughs> I, go, I don't care because I am. Yeah. I said, trust me, when I really want to do something, I will do it. Or if I don't want to do something, I won't do it. But I'm, I'm kind of easy. I'm like, let's, I'll try it. Why not? Yeah. What the heck? Or that kind of music? Mm, 
why not? I think that's good for women, especially to know, because I have so many friends who I could see like really early on in a relationship, they start changing some of their behaviors. And I do think I'm like that too, where I do like to go with the flow and I'll let you know if I don't, but to have the for sure answer to who you are, what you like would make navigating all of your relationships Mm -hmm. so much more authentic and healthier because you wouldn't be changing your like you're not like all of a yeah. sudden like I could never just be a sports fanatic like for football let's say I like it but I'm not like I'm not Maria I'm if that would be yeah, yeah it would yeah, just yeah. be inauthentic for me to be like let's go to a game bro like it's just not <laughs> me <laughs> but I would go for fun but I wouldn't be like you but you have to do that yeah you couldn't be with someone who didn't oh my god <laughs> that would be very so- difficult <laughs> yeah Kevin's the perfect sport thank the, god partner for sports yeah. That's the thing. I think you have to know if are you doing it because someone you love likes that and you're doing it too because they like it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to morph. But if you know what I'm saying? But if, if somebody, But if it's natural. Yeah. You're like, "Oh yeah, I like this too." Yeah. I'm, I can be into this. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you morph the negative way as well. Yeah. Like that's the that's the truth is for every positive that you're morphing into. <laughs> Well, of course, Stephen. I die for you. I uh, die for you. No, you, I, please just keep being you. It's so good. Because <laughs> you just bring the fruitiness right down. You're like, um, well, it could be negative too. That's I, yes. I, Tell I, us, Stephen. That's true. Oh, I haven't. I haven't brought it down yet. Um, but <laughs> but no, I mean, just like because uh, I can connect with a lot of what you're saying in terms of like you know you you put on certain versions of yourself that don't like certain things that you actually do like it's based on societal norms and it's for me it was my brothers like what my brothers thought was cool i had to think was cool and anything outside of that i had to just kind of keep to myself and not be a fan of or not enjoy certain tv shows because they back in the day it was like oh that's gay because i mean Mm. i grew up with three kids like two brothers back in the day in the 90s that was different but like that was like the thing and i was like ooh, i can't like that because of that um but it's the same now like getting to know people it's like you hang out with somebody you're like oh yeah this is cool that they like and then as soon as they say oh i don't like that you're like oh yeah i don't like that either (laughs) well that's because we're just adult children again basically like we just are the same i was telling kevin this just the other day we were watching tv and i go it's just high school we're older that's it it's the emotional body some of us evolve a little Right. Or a lot. And then some of us just stay the same. But I find, though, if you're living authentically and that's been reinforced, because I have a lot of clients that have that do conscious parenting, they're just very conscious. Their kids have zeroed and very little peer pressure. Because they just know. They just know themselves. And they're oh, so cool. Oh, yeah. Teach me how to be that kind of parent. Stephen, yeah. did I cut off your question? Uh, no, I didn't have a question. I was just kind of talking. Did you finish your statement? Uh, I did, but I'm kind of curious, like, how do you self-realize in those moments where you don't necessarily even consciously make the decision to avoid things that other people are avoiding as well? Because, like, a lot of the things for me was when I grew up, I felt like I was bullied out of a lot of things that I liked doing. But then I realized later on, it's like, no, it's it was a subconscious decision I made to fit in. So how do I now look back and be like, well, what are the things that I liked, but I believe I didn't? Yeah. Like, what? Ooh, are- you confused yourself Very so deeply. Yeah. But that's why I said earlier, when you do the name and name it, claim it, and these other exercises I gave, you got to talk to people about it because they can, 
influence you again. Yeah. Until you get strong enough of what you like and don't like, and you don't feel bullied either externally or internally. Cause then we get the internal bully. No, oh, you don't really like that. You know, and you start shutting yourself down. So a big part of being authentic, which I feel ultimately is living more from your soul and less from feeling separate. So if we live from our soul, I feel good about being me. And I've been validated for that. That's basically, you know, what we're saying. But who really is validated for being them? There are people, I've seen it. Yeah, but I I feel like, you know, we're, we just constantly watch people be berated for being them. I mean, I've there been are... berated for being me. Too, too yeah. big, too happy, yeah. too whatever. Okay, let's just smash her down. Or... You know, you see someone in the public who dresses differently and they're berated for being them. We're also at the same time celebrating and trying to lift up those people yes. who are being them. You know, we're, we're seeing it, but it's it's we're it's weird because it's getting better and it's, it's yeah, it's yeah. getting better and we're noticing it more. I think when people do that, then you know that there's something going on with them. Mm-hmm. It, it's coming from their own lack of self-esteem. You know, they're, they're not loving themselves. So again, I mean, it's deep healing work. When, but once you get it, yeah, it stings when somebody puts you down. But I had somebody once years ago tell, oh, Michelle's like a 220 watt. She's like so bright, so out there. And I'm like, it did hurt. I didn't get it. I was kind of, and then years later I thought, well, that I have a light, bright light. That's kind of a compliment. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the heck? What, you know? Yeah. But they were grumpy and whatever. So... It's yeah, again, they, they hated on you because they couldn't be like exactly. you and they wanted to be lighter. And it did, it, it dented me for a little bit, but then I bounced, you know, I bounced back. My Latina side was like, mm, <laughs> loose, I've got the light, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think you, that's why I call spirit buddies. If you find a good friend that's on a similar path and doing similar mm. inner work that can help you or validate or books or podcasts like this. Then you, then you start feeling stronger, Yeah, you know, and we don't have to tell everybody, I like this. I don't like this. Like, I'm just quiet. If I don't say something, I just, "Mm mm-hmm. But if you ask me, I'll tell, you know, my, my truth about it. Yeah. So yeah, Stephen, for you, just don't tell anybody right now and just do these exercises. Just such a cool exercise. I can't wait to do it. Yeah. Just look back and start yeah. getting your own inner GPS, your you know inner compass, what you like, what you're naturally drawn to- towards. Then once you start confirming that for yourself and you start feeling better, it's not going to matter so much what people say. Yeah, you know, but it takes a, it takes a bit. But once you kind of rehab that, you know, realign to your own intuition, your own feeling, it, it's harder for people to move you off of that. Yeah. What about? Um inner guidance. Can you talk a little bit about that and how we can access it? Mm, Like your intuition getting... Yeah. I look at things metaphysically that we have the, and many people probably heard the lower, it's all one self, but we have the lower self or the ego, which is the surface mind. We call it local mind also in science. And then the non-local or getting into, you know, the creative unconscious or collective unconscious or God, you know, did access for our answers through prayer or we're tuning in. We all have that. We all have a sixth sense. But again, when we've been bullied or we haven't been validated, our feelings haven't been validated, this part of us not only stultifies, but gets cut, 
And so again, so much of the healing and empowerment and living, you know, authentically, having, you know, connection to our inner guidance is to go back. What do I feel? You know, do I feel good about something? So it always goes back to the feeling. Now, for some people, it could be also a flash. You know, sometimes you get a, a, a flash or a thought about something, or inner guidance can come through our dreams. I suggest to people when they want to work on their intuition that they keep an intuition journal and ask, you know, rather pray or write something out that you want an answer to. It might come in a dream. And then ask for confirmations because sometimes, you know, we can kind of fool ourselves. So Mm -hmm. if I want to know something, I'll be, okay, I need a sign for this. And then you ask for a specific sign, like I need to see a white bird or whatever. No. Well, that's funny because I have done that too. But, but your sign, see, it's also training you to listen to that part of you. So you just have to be open to where this, how the messages come Mm -hmm. because you're not always going to get exactly what you yeah, Thank I you. get them. It's hard to explain to people what, because it sounds crazy. Like I asked, and then the next day it came to me. Like, but how do you explain that? Like, well, how did it come to you? Well, a thought came through and it connected in my brain that that was the message. I guess that's the only Well, the thing is it. we're, um, by the way, I do have a workshop coming up this Saturday on this. Oh, by the really? Way, the 17th on Where? accessing your, it's a teleworkshop. Ooh. So it's international. So um, here's the thing. We're, we are receivers. We have signals, but we're also broadcasters. So actually what happens to get our inner guidance or our messages how, or synchronistic experiences, we're actually broadcasting. We're putting a signal out there, a message through our intention, our desire to need to know something or want something to happen. We're putting it out there. The universe catches it like in the big satellite dish and then beams it back to us in the best ways. It could be through a person, a situation, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever it is. So it's, it's understanding how the universe works and working in concert with it. And then taking the time, again, like you talked about earlier, you have to slow down. To so hear it. To, to hear, see to it, see it, to watch it, it to feel it. It doesn't happen, you know, you said of earlier running around. It's not so much the multitasking, it's just doing stuff without the pauses because we miss so much. Yeah. We don't see things. Even me as a psychic channel and medium, sometimes I'll be like I I'll get the message and I I'll like could be driving somewhere. And then I realize, oh, you were told to go down this you know, and I'll play little games with myself. Mhm. Like there's the parking spot that's right where you wanted, but you thought I'll go around and now there's no parking here and you've got to go up and down, up and down <laughs> when the parking space was there. So I, I train myself and I go, okay, you need to listen because yeah. you're, you're off a little. Something's going on that you're not paying attention. You're not, because that little voice is always guiding us. We're always yeah. getting the nudges. Why? Because everything in nature is based on what is most life enhancing, what is most pro-survival. Pro so since we're a part of nature, within us is this guidance system that's always trying to lead us in the direction that is the most life-enhancing for us, that helps us live better, live longer, have more optimal health, make things easier for us. We just sometimes trip ourselves up with the ego because we start trying to map things out. Because it's kind of scary in a way when you're, when you're living more from your um, intuition and your inner guidance 
there's less pre-thought. Because mm. the only part of us that pre-thinks is the ego. The ego knows the past. Is the fear. Well, also the ego knows the past and it knows what it's done in the past. And so that's when we start trying to strategize. Mm-hmm. But inner guidance and intuition doesn't come by strategy. It, it supersedes that. Because it takes everything. It takes the past, the present, the future. It knows already what's going on. It, it knows the weather before we do. Mm-hmm. But the ego starts thinking, well, I, was, I made it, this happen. So I know if I call this person at this time and I do this and I do that, then it's going to happen. And then what happens? We're off. We're not in the flow and we miss the opportunity. Yeah. Think about how many times have you done, sent that email or that text, especially like a business thing, and there might have been a little voice that said, oh, no, it's too late or it's too this. But then the person receives it. Oh, my God, I was just thinking about you. I wanted to hire you for this or I wanted you to do this. Now, if you'd strategized, oh, it's got to be on a Monday or Tuesday through Thursday is better because Friday they leave early. Mondays you don't want to inundate them with things. You know, I don't know. People used to say that back then. Always do it on a Tuesday, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Sandwich it in. But nowadays, you can send something on a Sunday. If you get that message, it can be the right time to send something. I sent something years ago late. Well, I had, I, I had gotten the, it was a video of, of um, something. And someone said, oh, it's too late to send it. They've already, you know, shut it down. They've all, they've, I'm sure they've already, booked the, they've already booked the person. They're about to sign the, the contract. And I sent it anyway. And I ended up getting the job and the person said, oh my God, we were about to sign this person to do the, the job. We were just going to FedEx the um, contract. contract. And I sent it anyway. Now, had I've listened to my agent, oh, they booked it already. You know, and I thought, yep. well, what the heck? That's trusting our inner guidance, our intuition, but it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And that's what's hard for us to wrap our mind around. Yeah, because we're trying to, we're having too many thoughts <laughs> rather than just, as Kevin says, Think less, more do. No, less, less, less think, think more, more do. do. Yeah. Yeah. And think about you're responding because the higher self knows already what you need and want. You've already put the message out there. You've already yeah. put the request. We're just responding. Now's the time to call. Now's the time to do this. Now's the time to turn left and park. So, yeah, I think once we get in the habit of living more like that, it opens up so many more opportunities. Mm-hmm. But it is retraining the mind. It's those neural pathways. It's retraining the mind to have the ego be secondary. Yeah, and to trust. Yes. Oh, my God, yeah. Trust. Mm -hmm. Trust and faith. Because it doesn't make sense. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You talk about creating a safe, quiet, calm state of mind to achieve clarity for decision-making. And I think right now while we're dealing with (laughs) the shadow of Mercury and retrograde and retrograde coming so many people started today yes so so many people have so many difficulties with decisions i mean i can't even pick my social media like pictures i'm like i don't know i don't know stuff (laughs) um what are the steps to achieving a state of mind where decision making is possible and easy Mm. first of all to not try to make it happen Mm -hmm. again remember the magic is in the void it's in the space that's the place of the becoming for everything for everything if you think about your life all the opportunities did not happen when you were setting them up or the meeting the guy the girl the job it didn't happen in the lifting it didn't happen in the to-do it happened in the space of it 
and a lot of times unexpectedly. So you kind of have to train. You have to put your time in. Now, one thing that I suggest to people is if your mind is really active or there's a lot of fears or you have a lot to decide or you have a lot of points to the decision, parts to the decision, is to journal things out. Just stream a con, get stuff out. Mm -hmm. Another thing is to look at, um, there's a process, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. If I did this or didn't do that. But are you giving energy to the worst thing if you write it down? No. Okay. That's such a misnomer. No. Okay. It's because it's better to bring things up from conscious, you know, the subconscious into consciousness because what we're not aware of, we can't change. Okay. So what we're aware of, we can change. So in fact, I think it's like 80, 90% of making change is the awareness of it. Okay. The last 15% is the doing. So if I give voice to that and let it come out, um, I like to do like maybe a three-part breath um, meditation or something like that. Just really kind of just get in, connect in with myself, and then at pose the question, what's right action in this or this decision? What, what's is the best? Now, sometimes you'll get it immediately. Like maybe it's a picture. If it's a picture, it's going to be the one that opens your your heart area. You know, I had this recently actually with a client of mine who posted something on Instagram, Desi Bartlett. (laughs) And I saw this picture and I went, Oh my God, this is game. I don't know. It was just charged. I'm like, this is something's happening with this. This is setting you apart. I don't know. I see it international. So we did this for this photo shoot. And then like a month later, she's like, Oh, they picked this for this cover magazine cover. So I said, I told you that picture. I said, that picture was going to get you something, you know? Yeah. So because when I looked at it, I just felt this upliftment and this energy and I just felt my heart open. And that happens with all of us. And as you do this exercise more, you'll be able to pick things up like this is the right action for me or this is the right decision. Because remember, again, it has to be something that's going to be life enhancing. Yeah. So what brings us joy, what makes me feel uplifted is always life enhancing. If something makes me feel caved in or small, that's not life enhancing. That's not, there's something wrong with that decision or off with that decision. You know, either more facts are needed or it's completely the wrong situation. And please, everyone knows this that's ever dated. You know, in the beginning when you go, oh, I knew there was something off. Yeah. (laughs) Cause your body was right. Ain't that the truth? Your body was trying to tell you. Your body was trying to tell you. There was probably a little, fl- I've had it too, the body, and then there's a little, some flash that you can't discern, but it's not a positive, happy flash. It's like a hmm, cringy flash. And then a few weeks or a month or two later, you go, oh, that's what that meant. So again, you know, Maria, we go back to this. People, you have to slow down. There's yeah. just no way around it. Yeah. Whether intuition, inner guidance, living more authentically, mm-hmm. we just can't do it racing around. We just, you have to take the time. Yeah. Put the message out, the call out, kind of wait. Discipline, I mean, you have to have some discipline, you know, to kind of retrain the mind and, and get it used to, okay, this is how I, you know, find my answers. Yeah. I also think we lose ourselves so much in the chaos and we become who we're not. Yeah. Case in point. 
for our 90 Day Fiance fans. Yes. Watch 90 <gasps> Day Fiance this I'm season. I'm obsessed with that show. Obsessed. Which one? Oh, my God. Did you okay. watch this season? I watched this season. I watched the tell-all last okay, night. me too. Oh. So, Tanya. Tanya. Oh, no. Tell me that girl is not lost. She Ma- is so type A, wants everything to be perfect, yeah. is so unhappy inside. Yeah. She doesn't even know it. She's so masculine. She's yeah. throwing him into such feminine. Yeah. And... And he's a great guy. Yeah. Like, I mean, they both are interesting. Yeah. But I think when I look at her, I'm like, that's everything I don't want to be anymore. Yeah. Right. Just that like controlling and it's not her true nature. Mm. I don't think it's her true nature Mm -hmm. because she seems like before, like she was conditioned that there was, there's, you see a sweetness yeah. in there. It's a protection mechanism. Yeah. And then there were moments where she got to be herself with him. When you have little flashes yeah. and you're like, oh no, that's who she really is. Yeah. But I think when you look at all of, and, and most of us as females that have had to survive in a man's world, have had to masculine up and, and it's not our true nature right? To be this crazy yeah. busy and all of this. Um, it's interesting because we lose ourselves and we become the opposite of who we are. I've gone through it myself yeah. and I found myself in the stillness and I'm like, wait, that person I am happy with that I'm, I can be, mm-hmm. I was not happy with that other person where it was like, nobody could even talk to me. I'm like, I, I gotta get this email out. Just, just yeah. don't talk to me. I can't, I, I'm, I'm busy. Yeah. I'm busy. Ugh, I know. Ugh. But you're right. You're taught because I remember I was always so peaceful and content and had this side of me. And then, at a certain point in my life, I had people telling me, "You're lazy." My parents. Yeah. Maria, you lazy. Yeah. Are you? Are you're not going to get anything. You have to be more get up and go. And so then I did get into that. I got into this whole, to to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And then when I dived deeper into my spirituality and started doing studying and doing all these retreats and went to India, they were like, all the meditation courses were about contentment. And I was like, (laughs) I had that one time. Yeah. I'm like, wait, contentment. What about the get in the go? And they're like, no, no, the peace and calm. And I'm like, oh no, now I got to do undo all this stuff. Yeah. To get back to what I had naturally that people told me you're never going to be successful or go anywhere. Yep. You know, I, I just want to save tiny. animals. Yeah. You lazy. <laughs> and you talk too much. Maria, you talk too much. Dad, I made a lot of money there talking. Yeah. I made a lot of money talking. <laughs> and this part. is what what wanted me what led me to want to do this show today is is getting us back to ourselves because we're never gonna be really happy until we're ourselves. Yeah. And so, Michelle, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and wisdom and and great tips because i'm gonna have all of us write down our lists and then we're gonna start to figure out how we can incorporate yes. it into our lives love it love like it every show we try to incorporate yeah things oh great. so that we can get better because when you know better you get better yeah. let me know how it goes oh we will oh my gosh, yes. we will for sure um before we let you go though um what are you doing in your daily life to get better mm. in any way in any way Right now, I've been doing a well. I've been doing my Pilates. Ooh, okay, <laughs> yeah, at home. Um, but I've been in my own self inquiry because I'm going in a little bit of a new direction. So I've been spending uh, doing a lot of what I'm t- sharing with all of you right now. I've been doing a lot more self inquiry and what I call deeper meditations, 
where I really open up. I call it visioning, um, which I teach how to do this as well. Like what is really next on my path? What's the big next picture, next big way of giving, being of service and giving back? And what's the next thing that's fulfilling for me? So I've been doing a lot of deep dive, and mm-hmm. I just find that that's really not only helping center me in a whole different way, but I'm getting to know parts of myself that I feel didn't get to fully develop. So I'm going back to these parts and mm. bringing them forward in a new way. So cool. Yeah. I love that. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you. It's great to talk with all of you. You too. All right, guys. What have we learned? <laughs> Don't panic just because yep. it's retrograde. No, so many cool things about I'm going to, I cannot wait to write that list because I have not thought about four to eight ever. I've never really <laughs> thought about that time. I know. It's funny because I don't remember things, but I do remember what I liked because instantly I was, my gut reaction was, I don't remember because I generally have a hard time remembering my youth, which is weird, I guess. Yeah, um, maybe because it's been a long time. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, but then I do remember the things that I loved and they started coming to me and I started getting so excited throughout the episode. But um, Stephen, any comments? Uh, a lot of comments. I'm going to save them for the after show, though. Oh, yeah. I have uh, I have lots of comments. Oh, um, I, I have I have some good good takeaways, and I have also some theories and maybe some filters through which we could put the astrology stuff to make sense for people like me who think it's absolute uh, nothing. Uh, hey, let's go ahead and move on. <laughs> wow, leave it to Stephen always. I listen. We're, we are well represented here. We, we are representing are. every voice and every voice is important and matters. Maybe I would believe more if I was born under a shadow. <laughs> it actually, when you really do study it, it does make a lot of sense because I get it when you haven't, there's a, not an understanding, but anyhow. I've looked into it. You've really looked into it? I have it? really looked into it. Oh, damn. Okay, well, yeah. this after show is going to be fun. This after show is going to be good. You have to be a Patreon member. Damn, damn. We're going to get into it. Well, thank you guys for listening to our Better Together show. Please help us by rating, commenting, subscribing on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We are so grateful for the feedback. Um, not going to lie. Every time I'm not feeling really good, I go there and I look to see what amazing comment has come through um, and it really gives us life. So thank you for that. And of course, um, rating is really, really helpful for, um, for people who are coming to the show and want to know if this is good or bad. So give us a quick five star, a little something, something new episodes drop every Monday. If you want to reach us, you can get us at better together with Maria at gmail.com. That's for just, more enhanced comments. Steven has some he wants to get to. I believe he's waving at me. I, I'm waving at you. I'm like this. Yes. Yeah, we have our shout outs for our Patreon members. Yes. And for the insiders. And yes. we also have uh, iTunes review that I want to shout out. Okay. Uh, shout out to our Patreon insiders. We have Allison Crum and Nick Gazelle, Marilena Falaris, Susan Brockway, Sean Carbonell, and Wendy Harder. But I also want to get to this iTunes comment, which Ooh-ooh. I thought uh, we have two of them. Let me let me get to the the two that I was going to highlight. One is from Shanta Shanta says, "Love, love, 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 and love. How to find and keep love with Patty Stinger is by far the best episode. Thank you." Ooh, and love then we that. had from Destiny Charming says, "Interview with Patty Stinger review five stars. 
I love your podcast, Maria. I've been listening since 2018. I thought the podcast with Patty Stanger about finding love was super informative and smart. I will definitely be using some of her advice, although it's just advice that my mother has been telling me for years. (laughs) 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 However, I did not like how she spoke to Stephen. It was way too much. I know it's her job to be hard, but she was just rude, especially when she called him a girl when he described his workout routine. (laughs) I'd date Stephen just the way he is. I think he's so sweet, and he will find a lovely girl who will not try to change him. I like Patty, but her methods are a little off sometimes. Anyway, I love you, Maria. You are an angel from heaven. (laughs) That's amazing. I'm sure you got great pleasure in that one. Oh, oh my god she really had your back that's so cute i love i it. got some stands out there i know oh. well thank you guys of course for uh for being part of our community you can visit michelle's website by the way www.soulplayground.com to gain access to her books upcoming events and her podcast awakening podcast we're also going to put a link uh to her web event in the summary of this episode in the meantime follow us at maria menounos at michelle mache at steph sabra at steven lemieux photo and remember be nice people follow us on patreon because <laughs> we're gonna get uh, get into it right now be nice people make good choices and be present